Welcome to our third episode of the Genuine Mississippi Podcast. You know, they say third time's the charm. And I'm your host, Mississippi Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce, Andy Gibson. Here on Genuine Mississippi, we delve into the very best of everything genuinely grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. Today, we're inviting everybody to the table. Let's gather around and let's eat local. We have some very special guests with us today. We'll have award-winning chef Derek Emerson, who has no less than four farm-to-table eateries, Local 463, Walker's Drive-In, Kate Seafood Oysterette, and Parlor Market. Derek will be joining us by phone. And as part of episode three in the studio, we're also very happy to have three great growers and raisers with us. Jody Ryer of Ryer Farms in Lena, Lee Bailey of Salad Days in Flora, and Van Killen with Two Dog Farms in Flora. Welcome, Jody, Lee, and Van. Well, welcome, Jody, Lee, and Van. Uh, this conversation is about as farm to table and fresh to fork as it could be. We're talking later on with Derek Emerson about his restaurants and we want to talk with you right now about your farms. And so while all of you are here together, let's start with each one of you. What do you do to get the freshest, best food to our local tables? Uh, Lee, Jody, and Van, how do you as growers work with restaurants? How did you get into this? It kind of just happened for us. Uh, my wife had an idea. She wanted to grow some vegetables, and word got around. Uh, ironically, Derek was one of the first restaurants we worked with, and it just kind of grew as as the demand went and called for it. Great. So you started out growing vegetables. Uh, we did tomatoes and strawberries, yeah. and then we tried our hand at a bunch of different things and finally settled in on beef. How about you, Lee? Well, uh, this is a second career for me and my husband. We were um, career real estate brokers, and so um, we had a, we took a big leap of faith later in life and decided to to get out and do something different. And we we researched lots of different ideas, but realized that there is such a demand for local, and mm-hmm. and we are a hydroponic farm called Salad Days, and we're we thought it was such a good idea because we could provide it year-round. So these restaurants could put it on their menu and, you know, the staples of lettuce and tomatoes are something that you hardly find a restaurant that doesn't use lettuce and tomatoes. So in our research phase, uh, Derek Emerson was someone that I had already known um, just from living in Jackson and went to see him and took him a sample of some hydroponic tomatoes and said, if we can grow these, would you buy them? And he said, heck yeah, we'll take all you can get. So um, he's been a great supporter of ours and uh, we've been very blessed to be um, him to be one of our customers as well as many others here so Great. neat that's neat what about you van um we started as a like a backyard garden about five six years ago and are now doing like 15 to 20 acres of mixed vegetables seasonal and we do restaurant sales and we do farmers markets and we also do a csa which is a community supported agriculture um so we have various outputs of our business and uh yeah the local restaurants especially Derek's group they all want to get as you know as fresh product as possible yeah so each one of you work with Derek's restaurants any any ones in particular or are all four of them all of them okay he's he's a true hero of of local farmers right Derek has been a champion mm-hmm. from he he really does support it that's great 
Yeah, he walks the walk. Absolutely. <laughs> Van, I want to follow up on something you said. You talked about a CSA. Uh, tell us, tell our audience how a CSA works. It's a membership um, program to your farm where they're investing in our farm at the, at the beginning of the season when we're starting to plant things, ordering seed, ordering fertilizer. So they're investing in our farm, and in return, we're growing produce from them. Mm-hmm. And they get their return on their investment is a box of produce every week, um, mm-hmm. eight to ten items right. for eight to 12 weeks. So you're able to do that in addition to your restaurant yes. uh, supply. Great. Um, what other chefs are you working with? Anybody? We have uh, quite a, a list here. We're very uh, lucky to be in a city that supports local, mm-hmm. and we uh, we're d- do business with um, Lou's Full Serve. Louis LaRose is a great customer. Paul Adair from The Gathering out at Livingston. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many. I uh, don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, Jesse Houston at Fine and Dandy. Um, y'all help me out here because I don't want to yeah, forget um, somebody. Ryan Cassell at Finian's, Alex Eaton at the Manship. Yeah. There's a lot in Jackson. This morning, I actually left the Delta. So it's even catching on in areas where there's not a large concentration of population. Hmm. Fanny Johnny's out of Greenwood. She's been awesome to work with. Uh, there's a new restaurant in Meridian that's doing it. So Cole Ellis up at the Delta Meat Market in Cleveland. Um We've we've had great, you know, response from all over the state. They'll come through and pick it up on their way back home sometimes just yeah. to, to get it up there. So you're you're seeing a statewide really development of demand for more local food. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, do you have chefs who are coming to you, or do you go to them, or is it some of both? Both. Mainly we go to them, but you'll get the occasional call of, hey, I'm passing through, or mm-hmm. hey, I'm in the area, can I come by? Yeah. I guess we've all been around long enough now that chefs that are in the area, in the state, know about us pretty pretty much. And if even if they're a long way away, especially if they're planning a special event, a farm-to-table, something featuring local, they'll make an effort. Um, we also distribute our product through Sunrise Produce, Robertson Produce, so it's it's available on you know through a distributor if they need to Good. go that route. What do you think about the genuine Mississippi brand? I mean, we're we're less than a year into this. We launched it last July, and we're proud to have all of you as members. Thank you for supporting the program. We want to use this as a way to promote more Mississippi consumers, connecting them to their local foods. What's been your experience? What do you think about the program? I think it's great. It's a, a, a great collective way to get everybody together. You know, there were a lot of small guys out there and if we can join up together and and become you know more in the spotlight by that it it's it's hard to get noticed if you're just a little small fish in the pond but uh it helps if we can all band together and we appreciate the state promoting us great great i'm kind of under the impression that everything good in food started in the south (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and mississippi in particular has a rich heritage of good eating and so to have a program that is highlighting the finer points of what we can offer as a state and value-added products as well, I think it's a great thing. Good deal. Van, what's your experience as yeah, Junior Mississippi? I, I agree with all that. Um, I mean, it's just having the website where you can go and look up people that are doing similar things to you or if you need a product. 
um, being able to go to there and, and find those type people. We just had a, a thought in here. We maybe got a new thing going in this sound room. Uh, we're talking about hosting perhaps a field day, getting a lot of chefs together around the state and taking them on the genuine Mississippi field day to the farms that are growing local foods and ingredients. Uh, what do y'all think about that? Would, they, would y'all be open to participating in that? Uh, Absolutely. We we have a lot of chefs that want to see where it's coming from, yeah. see how it's grown and yeah. choose what they want. And they'll see something they didn't realize that we did. And, um, it you know, it gets them excited and gets the juices flowing on what they're going to do with yeah. it. So. Well, give that some thought. We'll be in touch on that Great. after it cools down a little bit. Yeah. Yes, I would definitely <laughs> wait. Fall sounds much better. Yeah. <laughs> we can't start for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about each one of your farms. Jody, we'll start with you at Ryer Farms. I know you pride yourselves on doing better beef. and the, yes, cattle, sir. the cattle thrive. Your cattle thrive on Mississippi's native ranges and climate, good quality of life for the animal, and it's all part of the better beef. Tell us about that. Well, we uh, we sought out to have a product that was uniquely Mississippi. So when we were looking at how to do it, we uh, chose a breed that represents Mississippi because they are native Mississippi cattle. So um, natural selection has made them to where they're pretty hardy to our environment, our heat, our humidity, and then we can finish an animal out at a high quality. And then it gives a nice story. Uh, it gives a connection back to... Uh, Mississippi's history, and then the quality stands for itself. And the breed is? The Piney Woods. The Piney Woods cattle. Yes, sir. I've been following that for some time now. In fact, they're having a a festival, I think, in South Mississippi with old-fashioned Piney Woods cattle are featured, too. Yes, sir. That is the original range uh, fed, uh, just running wild here in Mississippi in in the old I guess forest and undergrowth of old, a natural range, of piney woods cattle. Tell well, uh, for folks who may not know, describe that breed. They are um, they're a little bit smaller frame cow than what you would consider with an English bred Angus or a Hereford. And uh, when you look at them, their their body type is a little bit different. They have very pronounced hips. Mm-hmm. But uh, those hips are due to that natural selection. They don't have problem calving. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the Spanish left them here, they had 300 years that nobody tended to them. Hmm. So uh, if they couldn't have that calf and make it on their own, they just didn't survive. So uh, God kind of provided a good avenue for natural selection for us, make my job a little bit easier as a breeder. Yeah. And uh, when you look at them, they come under... Every color in the rainbow, they are uh, speckled and colored, and they have horns. Uh, they're very docile, very intelligent. They uh, were used as oxen, mm-hmm. beef, milk. Uh, the uh, You're talking about the uh, heritage, the open range days in Popperville. Uh, Mr. Billy Frank, the guy that's hosting that, mm-hmm. he has uh, a saddle-trained Piney Woods. And his right? name is Speck, and he has made it all over this state. Well, I'm going to have to ride Speck when I'm down there. <laughs> I'll be down there in a couple of weeks. Well, that's a great story. Talk about genuine Mississippi. Now, there you go. That's some yes, uh, genuine Mississippi beef. Um, as far as the, the your, your beef management, cattle management, um, tell us what, what you put into your farm there and how you tend to these cattle in a, in, to make for the better beef. Well, we're a cow-calf herd, which uh, in a nutshell, we raise everything that we sell. So the calves are born in 
from the time that conception starts, we're we're growing that animal to be better beef. And they're living on the range their entire life. We supplement their nutrition to keep the rumen active, their metabolism busy, and that ensures a consistent quality throughout uh, the year. If we slaughter in March or if we slaughter in January, the customer doesn't really know the difference as far as it's still the same quality that they got the last time. Mm, great. Has uh, Genuine Mississippi been a part of your business, uh, uh, I guess, the past year? Absolutely. We, uh, As far as I know, we're the first to actually have it on our label. Wow. So when you buy Ryer Farms beef, it has the Genuine Mississippi Branding Initiative right there on the label. And uh, we were very pleased to have that. It was, uh, it was something that... Um, it meant a lot to us to put Mississippi forward and tie that history back together. Great, great. Well, Lee, why don't you tell us about uh, sat? We're going from beef to salad. All right, what a great combination. <laughs> they go together well. Usually tell- goes the other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about salad days. Now, you said you're a hydroponic farm. Tell uh, tell us what that means okay. uh, in, in plain uh, Mississippi English. All right. It is um, basically farming without the use of soil. So we are growing everything in water, so the nutrients all go into the water. Uh, We are an 18,000-square-foot greenhouse, um, so we've got everything computerized, all of our irrigation, our feed systems, our environmental controls, everything's set, you know, according to what it's supposed to be doing. Now, that's assuming that that it's working. You know, you you still got to be watching it all the time, Um, but it, it... allows us to uh, grow our produce without the use of any chemicals um, with, with a roof over your head it, it's you know easier to control the insects we don't we don't have a lot of trouble with insects but you can still get a little occasional pest will get in somehow some way and we use beneficial insects to control the the, the pest um, it's a it's a way to, I think I mentioned earlier, a way to prolong your seasons and have tomatoes in the off season during the wintertime when nobody else does. And um, we're just, you know, have, have enjoyed being able to, to provide the restaurants consistently so they can put these things on their menu and, and be used to being able to have them all year. 18,000 square feet. Now that's a big that's a big greenhouse. It's pretty good size. Um, did you we, build it yourself? We or? did. We built it ourselves, and we did a lot of research. Went to a lot of courses. I went out to the University of Arizona and took a course, and uh, we did little short courses all around. Visited other growers all over the state and and out of state as well, and taught ourselves over about two years um, to you know to feel like we were knowledgeable enough to at least start and. We knew nothing really. When you look back and look back at it now, five years later, um, it was uh, it was. There's still we're still learning something every single day. Uh, we have about roughly two thousand tomato plants and about almost thirteen thousand heads of lettuce at all times. Is is the quantities there? And so we're uh, we're picking two to three times a week on both and packing and shipping and it's just uh it's kind of like having a dairy farm you just don't have to milk cows you got to be there every day <laughs> that's right what kind of uh salad uh and, and tomatoes are you growing 
We, uh, our lettuces, we do a bib lettuce. Some people call it a butter lettuce. Um, that's one product we pack just separately. Uh, we pack it in a bulk restaurant box, and also we do it in the clamshells that you can find in the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. We, we're in Whole Foods and McDade's and um, Sullivan's and Ramey's and some of the smaller stores around town. Um, and tomato-wise, we have done, uh, we, we do beefsteak tomatoes, which uh, the, our favorite one, uh, thus far is called Big Dina, and uh, it's a it's a great greenhouse variety, good taste, and um, works well in the greenhouse. We do a, a variety of cherry tomatoes, multicolor, tricolor cherry tomatoes, and then we've done a few heirloom tomatoes as well. They're a little finickier, and um, but but everybody sure loves the taste of them, yeah, so we yeah. still try to keep a few in there. Um, but that's that's pretty much our lineup: lettuce and tomatoes. How did you get your uh, your name, Salad Days? You know, it. I have a, a close friend uh, who's in the restaurant business in Mississippi, Robert St. John. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were researching this whole idea, I called him up and I said, you know, what what do you think about this? Would you buy local produce if you had it available to you? And he said, heck yeah, we everybody wants that. And, and he said, well, let me give you one piece of advice. Get a good name for mm-hmm. your farm because people want food with a story and they want to put the name on their menu and they want it to be something that's catchy and and so i thought and thought and thought and thought and literally it it came to me in a dream i woke up one morning and said it's salad days and it's that (laughs) the term salad days goes back to shakespeare i don't know if you if you're aware of that but um but it's it's used to describe um someone that's in their salad days being in their prime of their youth and um, you know, they're full of life and uh, top of the top of their life. So uh, it seemed like a good, a good great name. name. Great name for a farm specializing in fresh produce too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, uh, Van, tell us about Two Dog Farms. I've always wanted to ask you. I've seen <laughs> your name. Uh, we presume you have two dogs, or at, had two at dogs. At least two dogs. <laughs> 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 yeah, at least two dogs around at one time. Um, but yeah, we got started, you know, like I said, as a, a backyard garden and have kind of grown, um, kind of see ourselves as a market garden. We grow specialized varieties that you would see at a farmer's market, mm-hmm. but just kind of expanded that to a little bit larger scale, like the bicolor squash and the purple cauliflowers and Romanesco and multicolored carrots and things mm-hmm. like that yeah. to offer to restaurants. And uh, yeah, it's doing well. So. Right. Now, your products you offer to restaurants, is that the same type of product you're offering for your CSA customers? Yes. So we just plant, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we know we get, we're going to get about 125 CSA customers a season, and we can kind of bank on that. And then we kind of narrow down how many restaurants we can do in Jackson. Yeah. So. As far as your CSA is concerned, where are people coming from? How how how, how local and how spread out is that? Um, it's mainly we do three drop offs in Jackson, or ones in Jackson, ones in Ridgeland, and one is at our farm, and then another one in the Delta mm-hmm. in Cleveland because I'm from Cleveland, okay. and uh, just trying to get some fresh produce back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have four four drop offs in the state. Both of you, or maybe all three of you, have mentioned uh, doing business in the Delta. Uh, you see a demand there. Yeah, Cleveland is definitely um, where we've been going. Just um, coal at the Delta meat market there is 
really a, a chef that wants to use fresh fresh produce. If I'm not mistaken, all three of you uh, do some business at the farmer's market here in Jackson. Yes. Yes, sir. Every Saturday. <laughs> every Saturday. Every bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we, uh, we were a fixture there at downtown market for many years, and we've ended up just for – totally lack of labor to, mm-hmm. to man it we do send some product down with van van uh two dog farms and salad days are on the same property okay. uh, we met van at a farmer's market way back when i don't five or six years ago and he was looking for a place to farm we had just leased uh we we're on 16th section land in mm-hmm. flora and so we had just leased a large piece of property up there and so we said come on up there join in and so we're we're right there together right. we do a lot of partnering back and forth and helping each other out with distribution and wow you know, all of you, uh, all of your stories just just remind me. You're really, you're, you're not you're not doing a brand new thing. You're actually getting back to the way things used to be, where we we grew our food locally. People knew who their farmer was. They knew where their food came from. And it seems like we're coming back now, full circle after I don't know decades of you know not really knowing where our food came from. But people are wanting to know uh, where their food comes from, what it is, what's in it. And I commend you all for doing that. It's not just the chefs that want to know. It's the the consumers, yeah. the the households. Uh, it's amazing how much people really care about where it comes from. So yeah. we, we want to thank everybody that supported us. Absolutely. Well, quickly, um, uh, tell us, uh, tell our listeners how folks can find out uh, what all you grow and raise and where they can, where they can buy it. Uh, let's start, uh, Jody, back with you. Uh, we are Rye Farms. We're out of Lena, Mississippi. You can uh, find us online at www.ryerfarms.com. We also have a store in Carthage, Mississippi called The Meat Shop, and it's open uh, five days a week. You can find us at the Mississippi Farmers Market on Saturday, or you can call me at 601-906-1185. Wow. I have beef and we'll travel. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, Van, how about you? Uh, we have a website, twodogfarms.org. Um, we are at the farmer's market on Saturday mornings. Um, you could sign up for our CSA through the website and then served at you know local restaurants like Derek Emerson's in town. Great. And Lee? And we are also in Flora, Mississippi, great town. Um, you can find us at saladdaysproduce.com. We have a Facebook page that we keep updated as to new locations to buy retail. Um, that's Salad Days Produce on Facebook, and uh, it probably stays more up-to-date than the website. <laughs> but, <laughs> Understood. But uh, we'd love to have anybody that wants to follow us to do so. Well, great. I want to thank you all for being here, and I think that's all the time we have for today, but I truly do appreciate each of you taking time to speak with us, and good job, y'all. <laughs> y'all are a good team. <laughs> We've, We've been together a long time. <laughs> Hi, I'm Don Vanderwerken, partner with Pearl River Tea. I'm Lee Bailey with Salad Days Produce. I'm David Rich from Rich Grain Distilling Company. My name is Derek Emerson. I own Walker's Drive-In, local 463. Kate, Seafood, and Oysterette, Parlor Market. Hi, I'm Jody Ryer with Ryer Farms. I'm Leslie Henderson, founder of Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. I'm Van Killen with Two Dog Farms. I'm Jerry Carter from Queens Reward Meadery. I am Genuine Mississippi. I'm Genuine Mississippi. I am 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 Genuine Mississippi. And we are Genuine Mississippi.
thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. Let's let's start by talking about your different restaurants. So what are you cooking and creating at each one? All right. Well, so you know, my name is Derek Emerson, obviously, and I have uh, we have Parlor Market downtown. We have uh, Walker's Driving in Pondron. We have uh, local 463 in Ridgeland at Renaissance. And we have uh, now we have Kate. Uh, seafood and oysterette in Renaissance as well. Right. And uh, each menus are a little different. Uh, Kate's a little seafood heavy. Parlor Market is, is uh, I would say, more Italian with Southern influences. Walker's is kind of, I consider, like New American. And uh, Local's kind of a little bit, a little mix of everything. Yeah. So. And now, uh, Kate is the restaurant that just won the award and uh, cheer up there for the banquet in New York. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So we just, yeah, Kate just won a uh, wine enthusiast uh, top 100 restaurants in the nation uh, as far as uh, wine list and uh, food friendly. So, first time a restaurant in Mississippi has ever won it. So, congratulations. That. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great, uh, great news. Great deal. Good, good job. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, uh, we've been blessed to have a conversation today with three of our great growers and raisers of fresh local produce and beef. We've had Jody Ryer of Ryer Farms and Lena and Lee yeah. Bailey of Salad Days in Flora and Van Killen with Two Dog Farms in Flora. Uh, do you source your ingredients from them? Yeah, I mean, I buy as much as I possibly can from them. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they, they do a great job, and those are guys that have always supported us and I've always tried to support. Um, I've always tried to support the people that I feel do the best jobs in Mississippi to, to do, you know, that represent us well. And I feel that those guys do that. Yeah. You know, they take, they take the time to do it right. They don't, they grow, you know, they grow it right. They do it the right way. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that grow locally stuff, but they don't necessarily do it the way those guys do it. Sure. And uh, those guys really do make an effort to make sure it's right all the time. But, you know, for me, that's important. Yeah. Plus, yeah. It, plus it makes my job a lot easier when they do such a good job. <laughs> just uh, I'll use a little salt and pepper to make their, uh, just to make their ingredients taste just a little bit better. So. No, no doubt. Hey. you gotta, you got to start <laughs> with great ingredients to begin with. Is, well, it uh, just makes it just makes my life, like I said, it makes my life a little easier. And they... They know what we like, and, uh, you know, we buy as much as we possibly can from them. Um, you know, like I said, we buy all of our all of our salad and stuff comes from uh, Salad Days and, and Two Dogs. buy a lot of tomatoes from all of them. We like all the zucchinis and squash, anything, you know, van, asparagus, I mean, uh, not asparagus, but cauliflower and zucchini squash, greens, all that stuff that those guys grow. I mean, you know, they really work hard, and like I said, you know, I try to buy as much as I can because they, they, they do something that I can't do and don't want to do. So as long yeah. as they keep doing what they're doing, I don't have to. Yeah. Uh, every every bite of food we eat came from a farm somewhere. So uh, with that, well, it's great to know your farm and your local farmers. You're in the restaurant business, and uh, yeah. you're promoting this, I know, to your your uh, uh, your patrons, your uh, uh, consumers, and do you find well, folks like to know they're eating local food like this? Well, and I feel like, you know, too, like, you know, with Mississippi being so close to, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, you know, we have, you know, the fresh seafood, shrimp, crab, you know, redfish. Mississippi's the only state that commercially fishes redfish anymore. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we have snapper, you know, oysters, all that stuff that we have right now, you know, that's just, you know, that's plentifully to be available. And, you know, a lot of restaurants and stuff that I hate to say it, but, they, you know, they bring in the stuff from other places. And, uh, yeah. 
you know, it just kind of drives me crazy that, you know, I like sending my checks, sending my money here in the state. I feel like it comes back to me. Absolutely. Um, and, and are, are, are and you I, are you finding that your uh, customers uh, want to buy that uh, local product, locally raised, locally grown food? I find, you know, I find, you know, I, I feel like the Mississippi has always kind of been a farm-to-table state because we couldn't get some of the stuff that other places could get. But I feel now that on a national level that it's kind of more prevalent that people are asking those questions more now. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I tell like our customers, like, you know, we've always been this way. We've sure. always tried to support the local farmers. We've always tried to buy our stuff locally, you know. When we redid Kate, you know, Jennifer bought a bunch of the uh, McCarty pottery for decoration. You know, we buy yeah. Simmons catfish because I feel like, you know, Katie and those guys do a great job. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I feel that we have such good resources here. Why would I spend my money somewhere else? Sure. Derek, when you're out looking for Mississippi-grown products, Mississippi-raised food ingredients, are you finding that there's anything that, is, that there's a, a need for that's not existing? Is there an opportunity for some of our farmers to produce some locally grown products that are not out there? Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, with the guys, that, you know, the people that you mentioned that I use that, that I mean, and there's a couple others that, that grow in Mississippi that are maybe not, you know, like amorphous gardens and stuff. Those guys are really making an effort to grow stuff that not everybody else is growing. Okay. And that, that really helps me a lot. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that grow zucchini and squash. There's a lot of people that grow green. But, you know, Van and those guys are growing like kohlrabi. You know, you know, leaves having those, that lettuce and tomato all year long. You know, Jody doing the meat and, you know, the pork and stuff like that. It's just, you know, the effort that those guys are making and to do it the right way, you know, and not use all the pesticides and all the chemicals and things like that, that's what really makes a difference to me is knowing – you know, where it's come from, where it comes from, how it's grown. And the same thing with our fish that we buy. You know, we know our, we know, we know our fish is U.S. caught. Yeah. <laughs> we know our shrimp is U.S. caught, you know, or gulf caught. So it just, to me, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I just feel, you know, knowing that kind of stuff to me makes, makes me feel better about what I'm serving. You know, it, it, is it a little bit more expensive? Absolutely. Is it worth every single penny? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just a good approach overall, isn't it? I mean, uh, when, when your food comes from local uh, farms, local source, it doesn't have to travel as far to reach the table. It doesn't. I mean, you know, I mean, I get I get a list from you know two dogs, you know, two days the day or the day before they pick it, and mm-hmm. they're picking it that day, and they're they're delivering it. I mean, it's been picked a day mm-hmm. <laughs> before yeah. we get it. One day. You know, I mean, you know, or that even maybe even that morning. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, you know, and, you know, like I said, they're, you know, Dorothy and Van, they're a hardworking family. Lee and Lee and, you know, mm-hmm. Lee, Bailey, I mean, they, they, they're out there busting it every day trying to sell this stuff. And, you know, I appreciate the effort that they make to do it right. And That's same thing great. with Jody. You know, I've been buying, you know, Jody started off with strawberries and heirloom mm-hmm. tomatoes years ago. And, you know, he's had a few bad years, but, you know, he got into the beef and the pork and he just, you know, those guys really make an effort to do the things the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, to me, you know, when you have people around you doing that, it just makes what I do. Just, it just makes it, <laughs> it makes it so much easier yeah. than trying to take a bad product from somewhere else that you don't know how it's grown, don't know what it's eaten, you know, don't know how it was planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have no idea what it is to make it taste good. You know, I know that their stuff's coming in fresh. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That, 
that you really can't put a price on that, can you? No. <laughs> you can't. And, and, and like I said, you know, like I said, it, it may cost a dollar or so more. But like I said, you know, but the, I don't lose any of it. It's, it's all fresh. I mean, you know, and sometimes I buy more than I can actually use just because mm-hmm. I want them to, you know, I need those guys to make their money. Yeah. Just because I don't want them to quit doing what they do because they do such a good job at it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, have you noticed uh, an increase in uh, these local high-end ingredients that are grown here, right here in Mississippi? I have, you know, especially like I said, when, you know, there's there, there've always been people that have grown stuff, but when you, like I said, we had when, when we started doing the, the hydroponic thing, and when you know, we went and brought in Van and those guys, and like I said, there's you know, Jody was doing heirloom tomatoes, not just regular, you know, tomatoes. Yeah. You know, it's just. It, it really is, uh, you know. I can't really, I mean, I really can't tell you how. You know, I used to, back when I first started Walkers 19, 20 years ago, I was flying in boxes from Ohio of, that, of the same produce I'm buying locally now. Wow. And I was paying $300 a box for shipping. So, hmm. wow. you know, I'm buying, a, I'm buying an $800 box of produce with, you know, $400 worth of produce in it. And, you know, stuff that I could, you know. That's you know, tremendous. Yeah. So it just really is. Like, these guys have really done such a great job with, you know, meeting a need that, that we always had. You know, I guess we've always bought stuff locally as far as, I guess, the zucchini squashes and stuff like that. But these guys are doing stuff that, you know, uh, you know, yeah. chaya squashes and you know, just all kinds of stuff that, you know, that you could never get here before. And, you know, potatoes, you know, fingerling potatoes. It's just, you know, I can't imagine, you know, and, and they have to deal with the weather and, you know, good years, mm-hmm. bad years, and you know, I just couldn't imagine doing what they do to produce the products that they produce to make my job so much easier. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what they do. Yeah. And as far as your customers are concerned, uh, what are some of the comments folks tell you about, uh, you know, their appreciation for local, uh, locally raised, locally grown products? Uh, you know, I think, I think our, I think our business in that standpoint speaks for itself. You know, we're, we're a busy restaurant. We, you know, we have we, the, the local companies, I mean, local people support us. Um, as far as, you know, I, I just think that, I mean, do they comment on it sometimes, but you know, do they come in sometimes three or four times a week and say, wow, that was one of the best salads I've ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, you know, that's some of the, you know, that was, you know, those, those lady peas or those pink eye peas were great, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, they, they taste, I think they definitely taste the difference. You know, I, I think, and, and, and that they show me by coming in multiple times a week. Great. So, brown bottling here in Mississippi, you know, they still actually provide jobs and they do still bottle some stuff here. So, I, you know, when, when, Pep, when I started getting my check, Coca-Cola to St. Louis, and my, I switched over to brown bottling because they still, you know, my check was still going to Mississippi. Yeah. But, you know, it was still going here. And I just, yeah. you know, those guys, you know, I just, they come in your restaurant. They support mm-hmm. you. And it just to me, that, that's huge. And I know that's not necessarily a Mississippi product, but it's a Mississippi-based company that's still here supporting and, you know, going at the local restaurants and just, you know, buying local products and doing stuff like that. And that, you know, that's what I, I've always had that mindset. I'm not, I've never looked for the cheapest. I've always looked for something that was going to come back and, support the communities and you know kind of be the best product i could get not necessarily the cheapest product i could get yeah well, let me let me pick your brain just a moment uh, uh, what do you think uh, what are some of the things we could do through genuine mississippi to bring chefs and farmers together even more you got any ideas about that we could grow this concept uh, you know i think it's just you know making some of the you know 
I think some of the younger chefs understand it, uh, you know, more than some of the older guys. Trying to, you know, you know, saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks sometimes it's a little bit hard. Um, and, and, and some of the younger, but I'm not saying that. I, I just think it's really developing the relationships with the chefs and the farmers like I have, mm-hmm. you know, going out to those farms, you know, looking at what these guys are doing. Um, I don't know, field trips or, or I don't know. Yeah. I just think that, you know, when you see how hard these guys are out there working to give you a, a local product that's right, you know, like I say, I like to try to use as much product from within our state as possible. You know, I just wish, I wish there were more people that did it on a regular basis like we did. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do, I do it for dinners and things like that, but it's just, you know, I mean, you could ask me any day, on pretty much any step moment, you know, where my fish comes from. And I can tell you, you know, where my fish come from, how it was caught, you know, wh- mm-hmm. where my produce comes from. You know, there's obviously some things that don't grow here well in Mississippi, asparagus. People yeah. in Mississippi want to eat asparagus all the time. But, yeah. you know, I can tell you where my greens come from. I can tell you where my zucchini squash come from. I can tell you where my lettuces come from. I can tell you where my, my tomatoes come from. I can tell you where my, my, my milk comes from. You know, we use beef and family farms out of Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. So it's such a better product. It's better for it's better for the kids. Better for the community. It's better for everything. Yeah. Well, uh, you're a, a great model of success in the uh, farm to table movement, uh, fresh to fork movement. And uh, I want to ask you: Do you have plans for the future as we conclude here? Do you have anything on the horizon you want to share with us? Just you know, I can continue to move forward, and if I, you know, the more products I can get to use locally, I'm obviously going to. You know, uh, I just. Uh, Restaurant-wise, I think right now, I'm, I don't know if I can do much more. Uh, my wife <laughs> would probably kill me. <laughs> um, you know, but we're, you know, we're going to try to do, you know, like I said, we try to use and do the best that we can with what we got. We've always focused on, uh, you know, what we do well. Mm-hmm. Never really worried about what everybody else did. Um, I, I find that uh, people that focus on everybody else lose focus up for themselves. So yeah. we try <laughs> We try to keep our keep between our own lines and go forward, and you know, you know, support the guys that support us. And like I said, try to send as many checks, you know, that pay as many bills in Mississippi that you know we can. As far as sending our checks for produce and you know, seafood and everything else that we can, you know, here. So it's, uh, it makes me, I guess, it makes me feel better for what I do. You know, when I do that, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. A, a good feeling. Yeah, and that's really what it is for me. It's just like you know, if I know. If I know I'm doing it right and I feel good about it, I, you know, I know I'm giving my customer the best best possible product I can. Great. So I, I hope that people really understand how hard it is for what the farmers deal with and, you know, what people, you know, providing, you know, local Mississippi's, you know, yeah. products deal with as far as, you know, when you're dealing with the weather and the stuff like that, you know, farmer's markets and things like that, how hard that is for, for, for a living. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope people go out there and support that. Absolutely. And support local restaurants, you know. So, like I said, you know, support the people that support support the stuff around you. Buy local. Buy local. Buy Thank local, you. always, you know. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Keep up the great work. And, again, congratulations right. on your big award in New York. Well, I appreciate it. If there's anything I can ever do with y'all, let me know. I'd be happy to participate. Remember, you can find our podcast at genuinems.com forward slash podcast. You can become members at GenuineMS.com forward slash membership. If you want to find out more about Lee Bailey's Salad Days, Produce, and Flora, or Jody Ryer's Ryer Farms in Lena, Van Killen's Two Dog Farms in Flora, and Derek Emerson's Restaurants in and around the Capital Area, 
from local 463 and Walker's Drive-In to Kate's Seafood and Parlor Market, you can go to GenuineMS.com. And you'll also find lots of other Mississippi-grown, raised, crafted, and made products. Be sure to join us for our next Genuine Mississippi podcast, which we're calling Beauty and the Bees. Bee expert Dr. Jeff Harris with Mississippi State University Extension Service will be here, along with Leilani Rosenbaum of Shroomdom and Misbehaving Bees from Poplarville. We'll also have Sarah Contouris with Keep Mississippi Beautiful's Wildflower Trail, and we'll talk about how everybody can keep Mississippi beautiful by participating in the Avenue of Magnolias. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi.